Grab your popcorn and your friend's password to the streaming service, letting the worst be heard from. So bad it's good to so bad it's just bad. Tragedies on screen. Watching the worst movies you've ever seen. Skiddy bop. Hello and welcome to the Tragedies on Screen podcast. There are movies that are horrible <laughs> and shouldn't be watched by anyone, and it's our job to watch them all. I'm Jess, and with me, as always, is my beautiful, sexy, hubbin' butt husband. <laughs> Eyebrows, 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 eyebrows. <laughs> anyway, as you can tell, we've kind of flipped roles. You may be wondering why. Well, it's because we done fucked up and flipped <laughs> everything upside down. So, lots of things we need to discuss. Big one for the first thing. So... If you listen to last week's episode, or really the past two episodes, um, and watched our first look, this week is supposed to be on the sequel, Left Behind, which we watched, you know, last week. And um, and 45 of you saw our first look, so there's a lot of you out there who are going to be disappointed. I'm very sorry. So It's Jess's fault. Uh, So we were supposed to watch Left Behind, The Rise of the Antichrist, which is a sequel to Left Behind. Um, And the whole reason why we watched Left Behind in the first place was because of how Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist was actually coming out in theaters. And so we were like, it'll be our first um, review of a movie that we actually go see in theaters. Um, so Mike and I were super excited about that. And that's why we laid out this plan. Um, this, you know, double feature, I guess. Two week um, special episode. And um, so we didn't think about this beforehand. But because it's like, uh, like it's a religious movie. It's for a certain audience, I guess it's is the best way to put it, that not a lot of theaters are playing it. Right, because the theaters near us only play good movies and not garbage. <laughs> well, I don't know. If you see some of the movies that are playing right now. Well, I guess that's accurate. <laughs> and there, there's a Winnie the Pooh movie where he goes crazy and kills people. Yeah, I refuse. I refuse to even watch the trailer for that. Winnie the Pooh is the shit. Winnie not the Pooh, blood and honey. Oh, my God. Um, Maybe on, we'll watch it on the podcast. It's probably going no, on the list. No, no. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, no. <laughs> so it wasn't playing in a theater near us, like, at all. We're it, talking, like, states away. Yeah, the nearest one was four hours away. Three hours and 46 minutes. We love y'all, but we don't love y'all that much. Well, I mean, our love knows no bounds, but My to pay is for and knows no to... To go to see a movie and take like a whole day trip, you know, yeah, it was it was a little much. It was a little much. So, and then we scoured the internet trying to find 
Like, okay, is someone streaming it? Um, do Does a movie theater have a digital download that we could pay for? Literally, we looked for everything. Mike went into, you know, less than legal avenues. I downloaded a virus for you people. Exactly, exactly. So, and we couldn't see it that way. Um, and so the best we can do, the movie is coming out on DVD March 23rd, I think. Something like Something that. like that. So the second that we can watch that movie, we will. And we'll do the podcast episode for that on that day. Also, we've been going through our own tribulations, which is why this episode is late. Um, yeah, that's problem number two. We had flooding when we came back from our trip, and then my car died. Also, we watched the Super Bowl. <laughs> and the Super Bowl, of course. Um, so, yeah, so it's been a lot. Um, a so lot. Got to uh, apologize uh, for the lateness of the episode and that it's not the episode that we were all expecting to do. So... What we did is we looked at what movies were available and just like, I think, Mike, did you say you um, looked up worst movies yeah, on looked, Netflix? I just looked up worst movies on uh, Netflix and we found this one. Yeah. So, and since, I wanted to stick with the religious theme. Yeah, exactly. So, since to stick with the religious theme, um, we picked The Nun. 2018 film mm -hmm. part of the conjuring franchise yes it is so wait am i doing the background or are you doing the background you're doing the background right now okay so i'll just <laughs> keep on going you know we're flipping shit you know um that's all of the background that i know <laughs> really well, i did write it down you did yes, write it down it's true it's uh not uh yeah you, you I, do I the background want, i don't want to like discard this because i have no idea how this works yeah, we're recording this on my phone because um, Jesse's laptop is not with us right now. Anyway, um, so it's a 2018 movie, and it um, is part of the Conjuring franchise. And the first, uh, it's part of the, uh, okay, sorry. It is the fifth movie in the Conjuring cinematic universe. The first movie, the original, The Conjuring, took place in my hometown of Barrowville, Rhode Island, specifically Harrisville. Um, we saw the house. We did. We saw that house. I grew up less than 10 minutes away from it. Um, and though this is the fifth movie in this franchise, it is technically the first one chronologically taking place in 1952. And the character of the evil nun was revived for this movie as she first appeared in The Conjuring 2. The director had an actual Catholic priest bless the set prior to filming. And that's about it. That's really the only background that's needed here because not much else to know about the background of this uh, this movie. But anyways, babe, what would you say the plot to this movie here is? So the movie starts out actually showing snippets of The Conjuring 2, like where they first um, see the nun. So we kind of see that fast and... To be honest, I don't know if I actually ever saw The Conjuring 2. I remember seeing the first one. Yeah, we never saw The Conjuring Part 2. And so, honestly, when I was watching it, I had no idea what was going on. Like, I would, like it. you could kind of tell 
as it went going that it's like, oh, this is supposed to tell us how this all connects. But yeah, yeah. this is like a prequel, direct prequel to The Conjuring Part 2. So that's where I would recommend if you're going to see this movie to watch. You you probably want to watch them maybe like in order as they came out. Um, because I don't know. I think... This one really only connects to The Conjuring Part 2. Okay, so watch Conjuring Part 2 first, and then... But the first one was really good, so go yeah, see the first one. it takes place in Barville. Exactly. Shout out. Shout out, shout out. Um, so anyway, it starts out doing that little, like, um, you know, to let you know how this movie connects to the, the Conjuring 2. And then it starts out with um, us, like, meeting a priest... And this sister. Well, first it starts with the two nuns in the nunnery in the uh, the castle. That's true. We're doing a brief... It's a plot. It's a brief description. Right, but I think that's an important... Okay, part. okay, okay. <laughs> so it first starts out with these two nuns in this castle slash churchy thing. <laughs> and we see that one nun is like kind of... She's trying, so she's trying to fix something. We know something's evil's lurking. Um, and so one nun kind of goes in to try and like rid whatever evilness or something like that. You know, we hear screams. We see, we see the nun for a second. She's stretching out to the other nun. There's blood on her hand. She's telling the other nun, like, you know what, what's needed to be done. Da 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 da. And so the nun takes whatever this chain necklace thing um, that she was like holding, she puts it around her neck and then commits suicide. Yeah, she, she hangs herself. She hangs herself. She jumps out the window with a noose around her neck. Mm -hmm. So that's how like the movie begins, um, besides the little thing about Conjuring 2. Um, and then it brings us to the Vatican where... A priest has been assigned to go check out, like, what happened at the specific castle church thing that's in Romania, by the way. Um, uh, a sister who hasn't taken her vows yet, Sister Irene, is also, um, like, recruited, I guess, is selected to go with the priest to figure out what is going on. For no real explained reason. Well, they said that they... It, that oh wait why they picked the sister mm -hmm. oh yeah true 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 they didn't really explain why um we do find out later that she was known to have visions as a child so maybe they thought she would be particularly like in tune to what things were happening there but maybe uh, the power of christ compelled them the power of christ compels them the power of christ compels them all right, so we've said it three times, guys. Um, let's see how many more times you'll say it in this episode. Believe me, while we're watching the movie, he said it a bunch of times, even though the movie never says it. No, but they talk about exorcisms like a hundred times. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to say the power of Christ You have compels. to say the power of Christ compels you during an exorcism. After that movie, <laughs> you have to say the power of Christ compels I you. I don't think in Evil, the TV show that's really good, he ever says the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> he was silent, folks. He was silent, folks, because he knows I'm right. So anyway, um, all right. Mike threw me off. What was I talking about? 
All right. So anyway, so the priest and the sister go down to check out what's happening at this church. Um, they go to the church. It looks like no one's there. But then all of a sudden, this really creepy nun, um, what do they call her? The ab, ab, abbess. Abbess. Thank you. Abbess. Um, they talk to her. She's mad creepy, basically saying like. Yeah, she's dressed in a completely black. You can't see her face. She's sitting on what looks like a throne. It's weird. Exactly. And so she's explaining that the nuns um, are have taken their, uh, I don't know. The vow of silence. The vow of silence. I think there was a particular name that they gave it, but basically from um, sundown to sun up, they are silent. They have a, a vow of silence. So, so basically, she's like, "Come back tomorrow." And so during this time, they go and interview um, the guy that found the nun that hanged herself. His name is Frenchie. Um, He's kind of cool. I liked his character. But anyway, um, so they talked to him. She, he basically explains that he's been making deliveries um, for a long time to them, that he's never actually seen any of the nuns until that day when he saw one hanged. Um, so he kind of joins them. So they're a trio now uh, that are trying to figure out what's going on. Um so they go back, they're kind of checking everything out, there's creepy cemetery stuff, there's crosses everywhere, um, they make a point to say, hey, it doesn't really look like it's warding things off that is trying to keep something in. Right. Um, uh, so... Flash forward a little bit, um, Sister Irene gets to talking with other nuns that are there, and they're basically telling her, you know, what's been going on, um, that a nun at all times has to be praying um, to keep the evils at bay. Um, they go into the history of what happened. So apparently there was like this satanic dude who was trying to rot, like have like the most evil thing rise um, from he was, yeah. hell, he basically. Was, yeah, he was literally trying to open the gates of hell to summon a demon. Exactly. And so... Um, while that's happening, he he doesn't quite finish, but while that's happening, um, you know, like basically a church army comes in. The Templars. The Templars, thank you, comes in, stops that shit, and they seal up this portal that this guy created with a drop of Christ's actual blood. Right. So, you know, they just had a bottle of blood lying around from Jesus Christ himself, um, and they just happened to seal the portal to hell. Um, makes sense if you really don't think about it. We're not on the complaining about it yet, babe. I'm this is the plot. Already. This is the plot. Yeah, you've already complained quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so anyway, and then we find out, well, that the portal 
is not fully closed because of the bombing that happened during some war. Do you know what war? I would assume World War II, considering this is Romania in 1952. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so the bombing during World War II um, made basically the portal, I guess, not fully closed. And so that's why the nuns start pr praying 24-7. So at least one nun is praying all the time um, to keep the evils at bay. Um, the nun also fills in Sister Irene that, um, you know, she's seen this spirit, this nun creepy looking thing lurking around in this church castle thing. And that um, you know, many nuns have kind of succumbed to her because of how she's kind of able to like kind of like infiltrate that you don't necessarily know she's evil until it's too late and and then by that point you're you're already evil yourself or you're dead or you're gone, whatever. Um so so anyway, so she finds this all out. Then, like in every plot that I, you know, describe, at some point, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> and so, of course, that happens um, where, you know, all of a sudden it seems like the evil is completely taking over and all the nuns are called to pray we need to keep this evil nun this evilness whatever this demon away um that they're killed that like this n another nun has been killed and um so we need to do something we need to pray but -da -da -da. so all of this is happening sister irene is praying and as she's praying um you know the nuns are like forced back and injured and more being killed and during this time she's getting like scratches or like slashes on her back like shit is going down right then all of a sudden uh Frenchie and the priest come in no one's there and everyone's like what the hell what happened like was it just all in her head what's going on um and so we, and like Sister Irene and us as the, you know, person viewer. viewers, thank you, as the viewer, we realize at this point that none of these nuns are actually there. None of them. None mm -hmm. of them. That they're actually all dead. That the spirit, that the demon has completely taken over the church slash castle place. Um, and that the three of them have been there all on their own. Right. Yeah. And so then it ends with them, um, you know, they they had that necklace thing that the with first the nun- With of Christ's blood. Well, they had to go, They the necklace was the key. Right. And then they had to go find, okay, well, what does where this does this unlock and whatever. And so they got, um, yes, a vial of Christ, the the- the rest of Christ's blood that they had. Um, and so there's this huge, like, epic scene of, like, the scary, freaky nun trying to basically kill them all. Um, but they're able to pour some of, the, like, the Christ's blood on her, drips in this, like, kind of well-looking thing. So the blood kind of spreads everywhere. And that, 
you know, like kind of kills her, seals her up. Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the this is my blood, which will be uh, given up for all of you. That's you know Catholicism. <laughs> you know, that's you know. Um, and I mean that's really about it. Um, you know, at this point, we do realize that where the movie began were the last remaining nuns. Yep. Um. And that was like, you know, kind of what killed the whole, what do they call it? The cloister? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And the nun killed herself so that the demon couldn't possess her mm-hmm. to... Um, like escape into the yeah. world. Yeah. They, they need The demon needed to possess a human to be able to escape since the ground was holy and had all those relics and everything. So that she killed herself to prevent the demon from getting out. Exactly. So they figure that all out, but they're able to reseal the portal, and so now everything's good again. Yeah, Sister Irene spit blood in the nun's face, and the blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the portal to hell seals back up. Not too tightly, apparently, because we're still out here watching terrible movies, so... uh, this is our hell. This might be our hell. <laughs> no, we actually really enjoy this. So, anyway, babe. Mm-hmm. Well, we should probably tell the listeners, Mike and I are going to be at a little bit of a divide on this movie. I actually kind of really liked it. There's, my, my there's wife, minor things I can complain about. My wife would be entertained by me jingling keys in front of her face. So. You know what? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I'm going to let Mike go through all the things that he didn't like, and I'll kind of counteract. Well, I guess start with number five. I kind of reached for five things I didn't like. I didn't hate this movie. I just didn't think it was good. I thought it was just a by-the-numbers horror movie. I mean, number five is that the character of the priest is just a very standard cardboard cutout character of a priest you can find in any kind of these horror movies that involve religious themes. I mean, in The Exorcist, he's almost a carbon copy of the character from The Exorcist. In fact, one of the side plots was that um, he had a failed exorcism um, of a child named Daniel, who he the demon kind of tricks him into seeing a few times throughout the movie. And... Um, Daniel had ended up killing himself during the exorcism, and so the priest is upset by this, and he, uh, you know, the whole exorcism kind of, he even wears the hat from the exorcism. Honestly, I'll give Mike that, his whole outfit is a nod to the exorcism. Right, and he does not at any point say the power of Christ compels you. And how? How do you do an exorcism without saying the power of Christ compels you? You just can't do it. You can't do it. Anyway, that could have been my number one thing, just saying that the power of Christ compels you is never uttered anywhere, but I, I didn't do that. So anyway, my number four thing is, why did bombings from World War II reopen a portal to hell that had been sealed with Christ's blood? Does that make any sense to any of you? Like, hey, yeah, this is the blood of God himself. It has sealed the portal to hell. Oh, yeah, yeah, this bomb, it just reopened the portal to hell. So, uh, yep, that... 
And again, I do agree with this one. This was actually the one thing that was my complaint or like the worst thing about this movie was that where it's like I can understand if it was like, you know, they sealed the portal by laying down two tons of concrete, you know what I'm saying? And then the bombs fracturing the foundation or the concrete, like, like that would make sense. But the fact that the portal sealed with Christ's blood, so then why would bombing it affect the portal, you know? So, so yeah, so I agree. I agree with what Mike says about that one. Yeah, so the number three thing that I thought was uh, bad about this movie, number three worst thing, is that it relied way too heavily on jump scares and the creepy So, I mean, just kind of like any other horror movie, they just set up jump scares very predictably, and then they just kind of ran through with it. So you'd see something moving, you'd somebody would turn around, nothing would be there, then it would zoom in on their face, and then it would zoom back to nothing, and then you'd go back to the character, then suddenly, brah, something appears behind them, and... They just do that repeatedly, and that's just the whole thing. That's where the scares in the movie come from. I mean, the one thing I will give them is that the castle, the uh, the nunnery that they're in, is almost like a character itself because it's huge, it's creepy, it's got these religious symbols everywhere, and they're kind of trying to find their way through it, and... You know, that plays a massive effect on the the atmosphere and how the characters are acting and interacting with each other. Um, so the castle itself is kind of creepy and kind of cool, but the, the jump scares and the scares themselves are, I don't know, they're kind of over-the-top, overdone, and kind of the same horror movie tropes you would get in any other movie. So, for me, this is where I disagree. Um, I don't think, like, I think it was still creepy. It was still, like, thrilling, even if you took out all the jump scares. Like, I thought the story alone was good that, like, I don't, like, there are some movies that I feel like are only scary because of the jump scares like the like the story alone isn't good enough so it's like okay you just gotta make the audience gasp and jump out of their seat to make it like scary I don't feel like it was that way um I mean you know there are things that are predictable about horror movies like seeing things behind the actor's back you know and being like turn around it's there you know like those those are definitely stereotypical elements but at the same time I don't think like they're still scary like I I don't know like I feel like it is maybe you could kind of say it's like a horror trope but it's like a good one I don't know I don't know um but I, I, I thought it was fairly original. Um, I didn't think it was really like cookie cutter. I disagree. It's got a lot of cookie cutterness to it, I believe. Um, so then the number two thing is that some of the it kind of violates its own plot rules sometimes. So the sisters say that the perpetual adoration would. 
um, keep the evil at bay. And I mean, we already kind of talked about it in a previous thing that the bombings of World War II reopened the portal to hell. So praying didn't really do a lot. I guess you could kind of explain this away by saying, oh, hey, you know, the sisters were wrong and, you know, the evil came back and uh, everything else. But, I mean, it just kind of violated its its own rules there. I mean, you have the sister Irene who starts praying and then the evil comes in as soon as she starts praying and starts attacking her. So the praying isn't actually doing anything and what they thought was defeating the evil, which was playing a major plot point in trying to defeat this evil and send the nun back to where she came from is, uh, it just, it didn't make sense. I mean, two, two things. So kind of like agree, disagree sort of thing. So where I disagree with Mike is that I don't blame them to think that praying is what's gonna work um just because it's like they are religious they do believe that praying to god will help them so i don't i don't blame them for thinking okay this is what we should do to ward off evil but to go along with mike's thinking here they had the key to christ's blood they must have known it, it was there, you know? So why wouldn't they reseal the portal using the blood? Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me either. They had it the whole time, and they decided, oh, let's just wait. Oh, 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 what? Oh, it might have been. Ah, wait, 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 wait. This might be the reason. I mean, I still think it's not good enough, but um, so how... Sister Irene, you know, the trio, how the trio was able to find Christ's blood was because Mary points the way. Mm -hmm. Now, this phrase was what um, Sister Irene would always get, like, here or kind of, I don't know, what would be sticking with her after every vision she had as a kid so like any vision she had didn't really matter what it was about always in her mind would be the phrase mary points the way and so when they're trying to figure out where to put this key um they're downstairs there's a statue of mary who's literally pointing like there's a light thing where her finger is casting casting the light like it's it she's pointing the way to where the key would go and unlock. So that could be a reason, the excuse at least, maybe the nuns didn't know where it was because they weren't told this thing like Mary points the way. But at the same time, you would think you got nuns dying left and right that you would like absolutely scour, investigate, like look under every rock to find this vial of Christ's blood because you know it exists. Also, Catholics literally believe that if you have a priest bless wine during the Eucharist, it literally turns into the blood of Christ. Oh. Not a symbolic blood of Christ, but the actual blood of Christ. So, if we're following the Catholic belief, getting Christ's blood isn't all that difficult. 
So, uh, there's that. <laughs> there's that. And so the worst thing about this movie is I just didn't think that the nun looked scary. I mean, when it was in the background, it kind of did. And when it was moving around in the shadows, that was still kind of creepy because you're in a giant ass castle. And I think that part was kind of cool in the atmosphere. But when it was in the full light, it just kind of looked fake. Well, actually, no, it just didn't look any different from any nun I knew in Catholic school. You know, the crazy crazy looking face, the anger, the red eyes. You know, that's just what the red eyes. That's just what nuns look like, isn't it? Um, Anyway, but yeah, I just didn't think it looked different. scary it started making like weird animalistic noises that just were silly <laughs> i thought i I, th- I just think it looked really cgi and they could have done a much better job making a demon i mean you want a demon looking thing you, you could uh i don't know tommy why so in the room looks like a demon yeah. Well, I'll give you that. But <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I honestly, I thought she was creepy. I didn't have any issues with what the like scary nun looked like. Um, I thought it was a good monster, a good villain, a good demon. I just, when it was up close and in the light, it just looked silly. I mean, it really did. I thought the CGI was kind of ridiculous on it. And she moves like Richmond from the IT crowd. It's, uh. Oh my gosh. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I just thought it was silly. And I mean, I understand why nuns make good, uh, good villains, but because nuns are just kind of creepy and ridiculous in general. Um, and the power of Christ compels them. Um, uh, but yeah, this one, this one ain't it, chief. This one ain't it. So, Chief. what would you say with the whole so good it's uh, so bad it's good or so bad it's just bad? Like, what do you think? I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's good. <laughs> I think it's at the same level as Flatliners. But we also forgot to mention what our favorite scenes were, babe. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> um, so, I guess my favorite scene, quote unquote, is... Uh, I guess it would have to be, I don't know. I don't really think there are any terrible scenes in this movie. They're all just kind of. Well, do you have maybe a legitimate favorite scene? Not like a ironic or like in quotes favorite scene, but maybe do you have one? Um, I mean, I guess the scene where they first meet uh, the creepy abyss looking lady and then it's later recalled um later in the movie where they have a similar scene with all the nuns who are suddenly praying but they're all like it becomes apparent that they're all dead and all of their bones are creaking and cracking like they're dead that one was that part was legitimately creepy um my favorite part would probably be um at one point so they're burying the nun that hanged herself and this is a really old cemetery and they have like each grave had like a bell with a little like line from the bell inside the uh coffin in case they buried someone who actually wasn't dead 
Um, so that way they could ding the bell and people would know, hey, you buried me alive, come get me, sort of thing. And uh, the demon kind of plays a trick on the father, on the priest. Um, he's actually buried alive and he has to like ding the bell, ding the bell, ding the bell. So I thought it was, it was creepy because they like opened up explaining that whole thing and then... They had him buried, he's dinging it, and then, you know, Sister Irene comes, and then all the bells start dinging, and... I want the bell on my grave to be shaped like a chicken. <laughs> ding, ding, chicken. Ding, ding, chicken. Oh, uh, close, close people will know what that refers to. All right, so what is... So you're saying it's not a good movie, it's not a bad movie. Right. You I, put it up with Flatliners. I would say it's at the same level as Flatliners. I didn't hate it. Uh, there are obviously some movies on this list that we watched that I hate, such as Rollerball and Dark Tide. I literally hate those movies. Rollerball specifically, I, I can't stand that movie. Um, Dark Tide, I don't know why it exists, because it's just two hours of nothing happening. I mean, so it makes me angry that it exists, but not to the extent of Rollerball, which I, which I hate. But this movie doesn't conjure those, those feelings in me. Uh, it just... Makes me feel like, okay, that was a thing that happened. I will move on with my day now. To be honest, I actually liked the movie. I liked it. Um, it, you know, wasn't my favorite movie by any stretch, but I liked it. I thought it had an interesting story. Um, maybe a part of it is too. I didn't realize it was part of The Conjuring cinematic universe um and i really like the conjuring so it kind of made me be like oh i want to watch all of these movies you know um so yeah i actually liked it um so for me it's kind of easy when it comes to you know the lists i would definitely put this movie right under grizzly 2 so like grizzly 2 is my highly recommended movie to watch yes and then i recommend yeah and then i would recommend this movie give it a go i mean it's not the best horror movie you've ever seen but if you're a fan of the conjuring stuff um i mean it doesn't super relate to it but I don't know. I've, I've always been the kind of person, like, if if there's a series that I like, I like to watch it all the way. You know what I'm saying? So you might you might feel the same. And then beyond that, I don't necessarily recommend any of the movies, but that's where it's like Flatliners, Morbius, and et cetera. Yeah, and it's not on the WTF movie list because this is very obviously a movie that was put together, thought out, planned. Nothing ridiculous happened during production and they made a legitimate movie. So so that would actually be number one then. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so right above Flatliners. Right. Okay, yeah. Well, that and Flatliners are probably the same thing. I mean... They're both movies, both have a decent plot yeah, yeah nothing stupid happened during it it's yeah morbius gets a little higher on that or lower depending on how you want to look at it on that list just because marvel movies are supposed to be good and morbius is just not <laughs> true um so there were some popular actors in this movie so the guy who played the priest so th the character's name was father burke um he's played by i'm so sorry if i'm pronouncing these r names wrong but damien bitchier maybe 
Damien Bajur. Um, so he was actually in, what was it? The Hateful Eight. Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm, which is a really good movie. And then he was actually in The Heat with um, Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock. Um, so that was kind of cool. Then, like, Sister Irene, uh, she's played... Um, or, sorry, sorry, is the character. Sister Irene's the character. The actor who plays her is Thaisa Farmiga. Um, she is definitely someone you've seen. She was in the first season of American Horror Story, and by a lot of people, it's like one of the best, if not the best. Um, she was also in, what was it? I think season three. Um, a good chunk of season eight and an episode in season six. So she's in a lot of American Horror Story. Um, and then the woman who actually plays the nun, the scary, like, evil demon nun, her name's Bonnie Ahrens. She was actually in The Princess Diaries and in The Princess Diaries 2. So I thought that was really funny. Um, her other roles... Um, there's a lot of other roles that she's had that are also, like, kind of scary. Um, she's a very, like, she's a gorgeous woman, but she is a very severe-looking woman. You know, like, very striking features. So I can understand, um, that she would play kind of like this haunted whatever. She also looks about as pale as sour cream covered in bleach left in the sun. Oh, jeez. She's not that pale. Uh, she's pale. She's pale, but not that pale. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so those are kind of like the main people in in the movie like uh Frenchie the guy who played Frenchie wasn't really in um anything that I've known of, like have heard of but his name is Jonas Bluckett um yeah he's been in a, like a few episodes of different seasons that I don't think are very popular here or at least I haven't seen them Yeah right so yeah, uh, this is right around the part where we would tell you what our next movie is going to be, but we're not going to do that. Instead, uh, we are going to save the picking of our fan episode for our first look, which we will take a look at probably tomorrow. Today is uh, Wednesday for anyone listening, Wednesday, February 15th. So when I say tomorrow, I mean Thursday, February 16th. So watch our first look, uh, surprise first look for our fan vote episode and see if your movie that you've gotten into us over the past few weeks will be selected and hear your name called out on YouTube. Yay. Yay. So ways you can get in contact with us, the power of Christ compels you to leave comments <laughs> on our Facebook page at Tragedies on Screen, our YouTube page, Tragedies on Screen, our Instagram, Tragedies on Screen, and our Twitter, Tragedies on Skern. We no longer have a Reddit because my account got banned. <laughs> I'll try to make another one. Or you can just send us emails at tragediesonscreen at gmail.com. Send us your comments. We'll read them on the podcast. Uh, you can also send us your favorite bad movies, and we'll add them to our ever-growing list of terrible movies. So grab your popcorn for a surprise movie next week. But until then, we are... 
tragedies on screen. Screen. Screen.